Two Girls, One Podcast is made possible by you, the listeners. And if you love the internet as much as we love talking about it, consider supporting us on Patreon. A lot of work and time go into research, recording, editing, and distributing this show. Contributing even one or two dollars per month is huge in offsetting our production costs. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2G1P. We'll keep making the show no matter what. But your support allows us to make it even better. Thank you so much for listening. And, and enjoy, enjoy the, the show. show. You're listening to Two Girls, One Podcast, produced by The Daily Dot, the very show they had in mind when they invented the incognito tab. And now here are your not-safe-for-life hosts, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Where there are two girls and one podcast. And nobody else in the room named Matt. <coughs> that was Jen, keep Allie. going with our intro. <laughs> Allie and I are creators of a show called Blogologues, in which we perform internet material on stage, live. In a theater. Outside your screens, that's right. That's crazy. It's a real life experience. Mm-hmm. We basically treat the internet like a script. And we think, who could be saying this? And right. we'll divide up the text and do something weird with it. Like yeah. we'll make it a troop of Girl Scouts. That's or... right. We'll take things from Reddit, Craigslist, Yelp. We'll add music. Yeah. So we're really kind of messing with who's telling these stories and why. That's right. We're catfishing you on stage. That's right. So on every episode, we look at something that we found on the internet mm-hmm. and we interview some of the people behind it. That's or right. the person behind it, if it's a specific mm-hmm. post. But today we're looking at a community. Called Sugar, sugar dating. dating. That's right. I actually, before we learned about sugar dating, I only had ever heard of sugar babies. And not just the candy. It is a kind of candy, but also knowing... Well, we'd heard of sugar daddies, too. No, you hadn't? I'm sorry. I actually misspoke. I had only ever heard of sugar daddies because that was something people would say. They'd be like, oh, is he your sugar daddy or like yeah, a sugar mama? Yeah, I think you're mama. right. I hadn't quite heard like sugar babies. But sugar baby is a term? Yeah. I wish sugar gals <laughs> I know. was the thing. Sugar guys. I mean, we already interviewed sugar adult boys. babies. Now we'll do sugar <laughs> babies. But this... this uh, episode today should be interesting. I mean, I hope they're all interesting. But yeah. um, because, as we were saying, it is a timeless phenomenon mm-hmm. that has gone to the next level because of the internet. That's so right. So for better or worse, there's always been sugar dating. Yeah. But now there are sugar dating websites. Right. So let's define sugar dating for anybody out there who doesn't know what it is. Hit it, Jamila. Okay. So as far as I know, it is when somebody who is much older and financially very stable, probably wealthy... Um, dates someone who is much younger and there is a financial arrangement involved in the dating. So it's uh, not just a loving romantic relationship, but there also might be an allowance involved. Sometimes people get their way paid through school. Um, I think it's specific depending, how specific it is depends on the relationship as far as what we've learned. Yeah, and what's been fascinating about what we have found is that, again, people have always been dating with an age gap or dating for money or whatever. Mm -hmm. But well, that's different. I know, I know, I know. That's the pretending to be different So anyway, so people have always been dating different ages, dating for money, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. now there's a community of blogs teaching you proper etiquette. So when to negotiate your allowance, how to negotiate Mm -hmm. your allowance. There's a big argument that we have seen on the internet about whether, you know, to put out or not to put out. Mm -hmm. That is the question. (laughs) And... uh, That was Shakespeare's first draft. It was. (laughs) To put out or not to put out. 
There's sugar dating coaches now, and there are sugar dating websites. Where you can actually meet sugar daddies or sugar babies through dating profiles. Yes. So there's one site in particular called Mm sugardaddy.com. Interestingly, it's not that interesting, but I thought it was kind of amusing. It's sugar, D-A-D-D-I-E. So that's a thing. So sugar daddies, there's no why in sugar daddy. I think there's usually a why. Okay. But this is, maybe the the URL was taken. We didn't even look at there's also a sugar daddy with a why. That's true. Because mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. No, Are you sure it's not sugar dead eye? It's it's sugar daddy. Sugar dad die. No, it's sugar daddy a. Sugar daddy a. <laughs> dad die. That got dark. I Jennifer. know. That got dark. Yeah, I didn't mean to go there. But so today we're uh, talking. Yeah, we're talking to a sugar a daddy guy, a. a sugar daddy a from sugardaddya.com. <laughs> As in a sugar daddy from sugardaddy. And we'll get the sugar daddy perspective. Yeah. Cool. So there are other sugar daddy, sugar baby websites out there too, right? This is like really there an are, online. But phenomenon. I don't know that we should be advertising the competitors. I mean, we're not going to do that. But I'm just saying, like, but that's true. This There's reaches a lot. There's a lot. far yeah. and wide. Okay. So we're going to get to that guest, but first we do have to take a break. Okay. We have a lot of sponsors that are. We know Matt. They just want to. You know what? Give us money. We know. Yeah. Can we stop talking about money already? Okay. <laughs> no, let's not. It's a bad. Let's get to bad taste. It's a bad. Before we get to the ad. Yeah. It's trivia time. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, I look forgot at that. again. I know. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was gross. The internet has a lot of nerds. A lot of what? geeks. Shocker. Shaka. Did you guys know that? Shaka. That's oh. the trivia. Oh, no. That's it. Come on. Okay. No. What does the internet have a lot of? Answer. Nerds. <laughs> nerds. And they do a lot of nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. And in one case, they translated the New Testament into... A super nerdy language. Klingon. Had to be. That's a good guess. Jen? Some sort of like computer language, right? Like all numbers? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Coding? I'm just going to say <laughs> words that have to do with computers. Some sort of computer language. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guess. Compu- okay. Computer Co- speak. Uh, computer speak and, uh, and Klingon. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to find out the answer after the break. Because of this terrible economy, I'm having to shut down my business. I have over 1,300 Popats replicas uh, that I really need to get rid of. The Popats came from China and are a little too small for most adult heads and are also irritating to the skin, so you would need to have long hair or wear a smaller hat underneath, just like the real Pope. Dogs. Do not like to wear these pop hats, but maybe a large cat or maybe a, a nice dog would wear one. My dogs will not, but they are not very nice and always hate being dressed up like for Halloween when we tried to dress them up like Batman, but they became very, very agitated and bit the neighbor's kid. <laughs> I will lock the dogs up when you come to get all these pop hats. My wife is a devout Catholic and she finds the presence of all of these pop hats all over the house to be blasphemous. <laughs> I have popats in every closet, popats under the sink, popats full of other popats. She will not stop talking to me about getting rid of the popats and the started lighting candles all over the house for my soul, but these popats are extremely flammable, so it's a problem in my house. There are popats everywhere. I paid ten times what I'm asking for when I bought these popats. I still think there's a market for them, maybe when the economy turns around. Act now! 
miss this great deal. I have 1,325 total. I counted this morning. Three of them have some dog bites and one of them is burnt to a crisp. But you can take that one or leave it. Bring two to three strong friends. And we are back popats, yeah? Would you purchase one of those? I'm Jewish, Jennifer. <laughs> so, yes. So, Great definitely. Great costume idea. Yeah. Also, the current Pope is fucking cool. I know. Yeah, he's really cool. What's his name? Mm-hmm. No, that's what I thought. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make it look bad. I don't know either. <laughs> but you know what? He's all like, climate change is real. Gays are cool. Use birth control. And I'm just that's like, awesome. I didn't know that I could ever be so into the Pope. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. A buddy of mine dressed as a uh, cool Pope. Ooh. For Halloween and won the costume contest How at work. How is he cool? He was just full Pope regalia, okay. hat, uh, uh, robes, everything, yeah. like sequined out. Sunglasses. Oh. But also he could just go as the current Pope and everyone well, be like, cool, cool right? Pope, got right. it. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the joke. That's what that's what Like, we have a cool Pope now. Yeah, I mean, literally yeah. growing up, that's like not the thing that I ever thought was going to be cool, was mm-hmm. being the Pope. I didn't think that yeah. was going to be the cool job all the kids mm-hmm. are doing it mm-hmm. you but guys now, are not on snapchat all the kids are like they're all poping, poping. cool pope <laughs> wait we should make pope some kind of verb for yeah. when you're doing something really cool it sounds like a dance oh, that was totally like dapping pope. oh pope. <laughs> yeah, instead of saying dope we just yeah. say pope that was so pope my brother had this thing when we were kids he wanted to make vegas like a word like slang that meant cool he's like that's so vegas but you and i had a joke about that what word were we gonna make cool Oh, whiz bang! Whiz bang! Yeah, <laughs> whiz bang does that was mean totally cool, though. Whiz but that meant from no, the fifties. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, no, I think it's like a nineteen twenties term. Actually, that's it was we twenty. Found yeah, it. we looked it up. It's totally like prohibition era. And we were yeah. like, "That's totally whiz, whiz bang. bang." Why is that word never made a comeback? <laughs> whiz bang's it's a great such word. Such a good word. <laughs> that horseless carriage is totally whiz bang. <laughs> <laughs> guys, so onomatopoetic. Yeah, what? That's so pope. That was so pope. <laughs> pope. So you guys want to know the trivia answer? Uh, yeah, we do. Yes. Cling on. The question was, uh-huh. nerds on the internet translated the entire New Testament. That's the Bible, mm-hmm. for those who aren't aware. Yep. Translated it into a fictional language. <gasps> Allie said Klingon. Definitely Klingon. You just oh, added I didn't the word say fictional. fictional. Oops, I totally borked Jen's guess. Borked you have another. Up. You have another guess? Oh, really? Well, mine's still still. Mine's yeah, still you, stands. yours stands. Uh, oh, Jen said like computer code, but that's yeah. I should yeah. Is there it is a fictional language. Idiot. Idiot. Is there... Oh, God. I don't watch... Okay. I feel like there's currently on a television show a language. Is it on Game of Thrones? Is there a language that people are using? Yeah, many. Many. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter what the answer is. No doubt the New Testament has been translated into all of these languages. It's true. That's so true. All right. All right. Oh, but Let's... what are you guessing? It's Rule 34. Uh, G-O-T. Something from G-O-T. Okay. Yeah. Rule 34. <laughs> if it exists... There's porn of it on the internet, and, and it's, it's been, been translated, translated into Klingon. Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Elvish from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. obviously. It's a okay. language called uh, okay. called Quenya. Mm-hmm. Quenya. But here's the interesting part. Not only that. Uh, yeah, I should have guessed that. The the language in the books yeah. is incomplete because it's there's only enough words to tell the story. So right. fans who are like super deep into Tolkien. It created new Quenya, which is like the 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 additional language yeah. that you would need to fill out the Bible in the New Testament. Literally wow. like Hebrew. Yeah. Which was oh, like yeah. reinvented for modern times. Right. And they had to make up all these new words. Right. Right. Do you have a good story about that? Didn't you tell me something about that? No, recently? I just think it's interesting. Like I took Hebrew in college and um, you have to, so you can apply for a modern word. 
Oh, I do have a funny story. I was going to say there was wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. You, you... So basically when they decided to reinvent Hebrew, and anyone who like is actually Israeli or some kind of Hebrew scholar is going to be calling in all angry because I'm totally fucking up the story. So you know what? Google it. But here's my rundown of what I learned like 15 years ago. Okay, so just Google it. The Torah has all these ancient words, and then when they wanted to make it a modern language, they had to come up with words for like doll and toaster. So... At some point, there formed there was a committee, and you could apply to this committee and say, "Hey, I think there should be there should be a word for X Y Z, and here's what I think the word should be, and here's why." And you had to prove why. You had to like look at the root. But the thing that that is funny that came up the other day is that the word for clitoris in Hebrew, I should look this up before I say it, but I think it's dagdagan, which literally translates to essentially the tickler. The tickler. That's what which you're I me. think is fucking genius. Yeah. Just tell little boys what you should do with it. <laughs> and it comes from the verb to tickle. It's like the noun. Le dagdag is to tickle. Dagdagan mm-hmm. is tickler. Yeah. I might want to fact check brilliant. myself before we put this on. But yeah. yeah, I recall learning that. I don't think I could have made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so smart. Like clitoris, know, that doesn't know, tell you anything. I know. You learned that in Hebrew school. No. The rabbi said, That's like the one thing she took away from Hebrew school. I must have learned that when I was in Israel. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you were coming of age in Israel, <laughs> as a young girl coming of age, listen. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested. You're you're big on Harry Potter. Love Harry Potter. Big on Love Star, Star Wars. Wars, but Tolkien not doing it for you because I saw the first one and they just walk forever and then the movie ends. There's just like a battles for a reason and they're just walking and walking and walking and walking credits. Those are hours of my life that I will never get back. But isn't it also about friendship? I haven't seen that movie in a really no, that's long time. Bronies. We're doing that a different <laughs> oh. episode. Yeah. Well, fr- Frodo, Froyo, <laughs> and Froyo and Dildo Baggins. <laughs> Samwise, isn't that the other guy's name? I'm just making shit up. I don't know. Isn't Actually, I remember friendship? reading. It's the kid who was played Rudy. Yeah, in that football movie. I remember movie. reading the books. He's in not like a kid, Fifth grade, and I yeah. loved the book or books that I read because I do love all this fantasy stuff. But the mm-hmm. movies, oh my god, that's just interesting. Shoot me in the fucking ah, face. I think you should give it another chance. The Hobbit. I tried to read The Hobbit, and The Hobbit ah. is like. 400 pages of names. Yeah. Which is similar to the Old Testament of like, this right. person gave birth to this person and this who person, this person, so-and-so. who begat, who begat. Which is, which is, I mean, when you really read about Tolkien, you're like, oh my gosh, this right. guy, the lore and the world that he, cre- I love he created. I love world building. I love mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, love Star Wars. I yeah. love good world building. I also and- hated the Game of Thrones books. Hated uh-huh. oh, them. Oh yeah, but what about the shows? So I haven't got, I haven't, so the shows came out and everyone was raving and I was like, I'll read the books first. And I read oh, the yeah, books. And this. even though I hated them, for some reason I kept reading them. Just when they got <laughs> so bad that I was going to give up, something crazy would happen. But here's the thing. There's nothing clever about them. Like Harry Potter is brilliant because like things weave together in incredible ways. And there are callbacks in book seven to book oh, one. Oh, I disagree. Oh, I, haven't read, I haven't read the books. Unbelievable. Well, but fuck the... you, Matthew. <laughs> but Game of Thrones, they're like, oh no, we've written ourselves into a pickle. What are we going to do? We're going to kill everyone or fuck everyone or have this person come back to life. And I'm like, that's like a deus ex machina. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Word, that's a phrase I've only seen written. But uh, yeah, it's not like a clever way to get out of it. It's just like, well, kill them all or have people come back to life. And I'm like, that's not clever. That's yeah, not but like there's, there's things, their way out. Again, I've only seen the shows, but there are mm-hmm. things in episode, in, uh, you know, uh, season seven that are like, holy shit. That are season Honestly, one, I've heard, that was a yeah. whole but thing. But I've heard people huh. say that the, the show's better than the books. So maybe that's, they're doing some really could be true. cool things I, they there. Ma- they seem like they're tightening things up mm-hmm. and deviating in ways From that the make books. the narrative much stronger. That could be. I can't mm-hmm. speak for the yeah. books. So maybe, maybe right. I should watch the show and just 
but usually the books are better, but I, mm-hmm. I did not interesting. like them. Do you guys know where Tolkien lived? What? In England, but I don't know specifically. Oxford. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. What a little bitch. I know. When was he? He sounds pretentious as fuck. <laughs> Tolkien's from Oxford. Oxford. I don't know. I just made that up. He yeah, seems no. great. Yeah, he does. People are really into him. <laughs> anyway. Well, we have a really amazing guest today. I mean, I hope. We haven't talked to him yet, but I think he's going to be good. <laughs> um, we know he's going to be good. His name is John. He has an accent, so that's cool. Oh. Wait, he has an accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. What kind of accent? I had a little phone chat with him first just to make sure he was cool. So you know he's cool. Yeah, he was pretty cool on the phone. Okay, well, we're talking to John H., who is a sugar daddy. A sugar daddy, eh? A sugar daddy, eh? We believe believe he is active or has been on sugardaddy.com, but we're going to get the scoop. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is going to sound really bizarre, right? But I've got an electric cigarette here. Can you tell me if you hear me when I suck on it, all right? (laughs) I love it. Yeah, he's smoking right now. Yeah, we can hear it. We might a ask. Big hit. <laughs> Good, get what ready. You're really smoking. <laughs> I hope that's pot. I know. <laughs> I'm hot as he- I'm hot as hell as well here because I've turned the. I'm in I'm in Miami and I've turned the I've turned the aircon off. And I'm oh my god, we're like so jealous. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what? Remember us here in cold, rainy New York and just feel good about yeah, your just feel sweat. Good about it. Just feel just embrace <laughs> I, I, I it. I turned it off so it doesn't make a noise, and I, now I'm I'm feeling a bit of a sweat. <laughs> I'm just loving picturing what I think you might look like smoking this like e cig, <laughs> sweating, like sweating in this apartment in Miami. I love every piece of it. <laughs> I'm quite glad. I'm quite glad the camera doesn't work very well. That's, that's my so I think let's just kick it off. You know, a lot of people have different ideas of sugar dating. Do you just want to give us your definition of sugar dating? Yeah, sure. I mean, my definition, I mean, I joined the site not looking to do what I did. <laughs> it was just, it, it was really like a, an outlet where I, I met somebody who was on the site. And basically the guy was just like hooking up left, right and center. So I thought, you know, I wanted a piece of that because I was on other sites. And to be honest with you, I was getting nowhere. I felt I felt I really felt like when I was on Match and a few other sites that I honestly felt like the the stars had to align before I could even get a date with anybody. It was ridiculous. And you had a guy friend that was on SugarDaddy.com and he said, John, you got to sign up on SugarDaddy.com. No, not by any means. No, I was no. Very quick story. He's a doctor and I go on a a, a run club with a a bunch of people. A what club? Running. A run, running, a run, running, you know, running, 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 gotcha, gotcha, club. And he said to me that he had to get back early from the run club because somebody was coming over. So I guessed it was a girl, and I just asked him, "How did you meet the girl?" Because I was having problems meeting girls online through the sites I was on. And he explained to me he was on this site. So I looked at it and I thought, "Well, I'll give it a go." And I became quite successful on the sites compared to what I was doing on other sites. You know, <laughs> nice. And did you find a relationship early on or were you dating a lot of people? Uh, initially, I think I was I was just going out and I was just meeting people, getting a feel of really what people were wanting and not wanting and just getting a, a lay of the land. But I did actually get into a long-term relationship after a while, mm-hmm. which I'm not in now, but I, 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 I was in one for quite a long time. And that was from the site? Yes. And how long was that relationship? That was probably nearly a year. And what was that like? What's the dynamic? Because... Just to give you a little backstory on why we're interested in this, this podcast, we look at different 
communities or trends or even just posts, but things that have really been able to flourish in some way or another because of the internet. And sugar dating is very interesting to us because we found not just sugardaddy.com, but seekingarrangement.com. And we also found a whole host of blogs Actually, I would say more geared towards the women. We found a lot of blogs teaching young girls how to be sugar babies and like what Mm -hmm. to ask for and how to negotiate their allowance and whether or not they should put out. And our minds were just blown. And it seemed like the Internet had kind of taken sugar dating, so to speak, to the next level. So all that said, that's that's how we ended up finding this. So what was this? relationship like and what has your experience been i mean is it younger girls asking for specific things or what i mean there wasn't really too much to say regarding the relationship because i mean it was a it was an extremely pretty girl that to be honest with you was um i i think i sort of like it all fell on my lap quite nicely there because i didn't really have to spend too much money with this girl (laughs) she was extremely happy she was extremely happy i mean when I say I didn't have to, I mean, obviously I had to take her out and I was doing some really nice things, but there, there wasn't too much as in sort of like I helped pay her rents. Um, what else did I do? I mean, I, I was treating her. I was taking her out. I was I, I was doing a lot of things for her. You know, I was I was getting her clothes, etc. But there was no stipulation at the beginning like this is what I want and this is what I need. Mm-hmm. It was, that you were asking me. There was right. no there was no sort of like there was no ground rule. Uh-huh. to the relationship we, we, we just we met and just as it progressed you know I, I started doing things for the girl which I, I naturally felt like I wanted to because I liked being with her but there, there was there was no sort of like a 10-step rule that this is what you've got to follow to be with me mm-hmm. so but then I have met girls that I have had that 10-step meeting <laughs> that 10-step rule ah okay. okay well I'd like to hear about both ends of the spectrum yes. so the first girl how did you end up paying her rent like how did that conversation go where you were like well I could pay it and do you want to pay my rent? Uh, how did it go? I mean, I, I could, well, no, I mean, it wasn't sort of like, I, I could just sense that the girl didn't have a lot of money and she was um, she was struggling, but she was also, uh, as much as she was struggling, she was doing as much as she could to make money. You know, she was, she was working, et cetera. She wasn't on the site literally just to get handouts. You know, mm-hmm. she was doing what she could in her own life and she was looking at somebody else to supplement it. Ah, okay, gotcha. And then the dates that you went on, what were they like where the girls were like, cool, this date's going well, so just so you know, I need ABC. <laughs> I mean, I've been on a couple of, I mean, some of my first experience were quite horrific. I took a girl out for a meal and she ended up bringing all her friends to the meal as well. Oh, oh no. my God. How some people <laughs> have such balls. I should say vaginas, not balls. Some no, this, was a, this was a first date and this was in quite an expensive restaurant oh in Miami. God. And before I knew it, all her friends were there. And I, I swear I was sitting around the table with about six other people that I didn't know. And I ended up with an enormous bill. Wow. And, did you see her my, again? Yeah, stupidly, I actually <laughs> did. But when I did, I came to my senses because that particular time when, she, when I saw her the second time, she wanted an iPad. And I thought that <laughs> I, I've had enough of this. So, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and that, yeah, it literally was. She wanted an iPad on the second meeting. So I, thought, <laughs> I, I can't do this. But it wasn't the fact that I couldn't do it. It's just the fact I didn't want to do it. Right. <laughs> right. I don't want to sound like I'm being completely negative about everything because I have no. had some very good experiences. Yeah. yeah, no, you don't sound negative. You sound refreshingly honest, which is good. Um, <laughs> I can't believe she showed up with all of her friends. Mm-hmm. Did she yes. talk to you? <laughs> or she was just like hanging out with her friends and then like expected you to get the bill? 
Like what happened? Uh, you know, you know, looking back on it, it's quite a blur, and I and I should have really sort of like uh, slightly questioned it. But before, I mean, I think I'd had a few drinks, and everything was going good, and I was quite excited that I met this girl. And then before I knew it, the table was getting it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I can remember there was a group of guys on another table asking me what the secret was because there I was sitting on a table with about six other girls. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you tell them the secret? You were like, sugardaddy.com? No, I did not. No, I did not. <laughs> well, that date sounds really extreme with the person bringing all of their friends. Um, I'm going to do that to my next online date. Just kidding. I am <laughs> so not going to do that. <laughs> Your next Tinder date? <laughs> No, I deleted Tinder. Oh, that's right. Oh, my yeah. God, you did. Anyway, yeah. okay, let's move on. Um, so <laughs> well, just because we're on it, what are some other ground rules people have set or things that they've asked for sort of off the bat in relationships? I mean, nothing sort of like majorly outrageous, but I did meet a girl once, and as soon as I met her, she, I had to meet her at a gas station to fill a car up. Oh, that just seems tacky. Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> but actually, I mean, uh, after the after the, uh, the filling up of the gas, we did go out and actually did get on with her quite well. I had some fun. I mean, th- I mean, I don't want everybody or anybody that's listening to think that, you know, uh, every step of the way I'm getting my wallet out because it really <laughs> isn't the case. And it, and it, and it definitely, um, and I, I wouldn't be doing that. I mean, I've met a lot of girls. Some of them have been fantastic and some of them have basically just been after my money. Uh-huh. So it's the case of, you know, having a bit of a level head mm-hmm. and, you know, understanding the game you're in. But it's, right. it doesn't take long to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It just t- costs a few thousand dollars to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> For your profile, how is it different than other dating sites profiles? Uh, how is it different? Um, well, because the rumor we heard is that they like verify your income or something crazy. Is that true? I mean, I mean, from from what I've actually written, how is it different to how I'd put it onto another site? Is that what you're asking? Well, if there are different questions, if you know, and I'm again, we heard that they verify your income, so I don't know if there's um, yeah. What, what's the profile like on SugarDaddy.com, or is it just like all the others? Yes, I mean, there's nothing specific that I really have to put in. I mean, obviously, you'd have to put in you know what you earn and what your net worth, um, but then it, it was just generally just about myself and what I do and. Uh, what I like to do, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, you, you got to ramp it up a little bit to, uh, you know, get the attention of people. Uh-huh. Uh, when I say when I say ramp it up, I mean by you know just writing something a little bit different than to say that you like you know evening walks on the beach. And, you know, I and do like, like evening that. walks on the beach, though. As a New <laughs> right, Yorker, know, but, it just sounds amazing. Then, but then when a girl looks <laughs> at a profile and everyone says that, you know, you got to stand out a little bit. It's true. Why do you think uh, you were suddenly having such success on this particular website? Like, what was resonating suddenly for you or with the people who are on the site, do you think? Uh, um, Let me put it this way. Like I said, when I was on ordinary sites, I was getting absolutely nowhere. And it got to the point where I managed to, you know, work it down to a system of what I needed to write and how I wrote it, that I could near as damn it guarantee of getting myself a date by the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I could do that all the time. I could send out a bunch of emails, you know, to particular girls that I liked. And I always found it was just, it was, they were very receptive because the girls want to meet the guy and you know, they're not all looking for the love of their life. Some of them are, but not all of them are. So some of them do really just want to get out and have some fun and meet somebody that can show them, you know, a good time and help them out. So I, I just found that, you know, the, the, the ratio of return emails I got was extremely high. But, you know, I did actually go in there with the intention of, hey, I could actually meet somebody here. Right. 
that's interesting that you use the word intention because that's that that's what that has me thinking about. That people go onto that site like looking for a relationship. Whereas I don't know too, too much about online dating, but it seems like in other sites, people are often just kind of messing around, like seeing what they find, seeing if maybe something will happen. But I don't know. It sounds like people are like really ready for a relationship on this particular site or looking for something. But I'm, I don't know. What do you think, Allie? You look highly skeptical. I've online dated and I feel like everyone's looking for everything. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of girls out there that do want to meet a guy that's got a little bit of money that, you know, they can go out and do some things. It's not always the case of that. Like I said, that, you know, that 10 step rule that you've got to do this, you've got to do that before I'm going to meet you. Right. There are a lot of girls on there that, you know, that really genuinely would like to meet somebody that's, that's, you know, on a path to something in their life. Right. Do you have any idea the average age of the girl on the site and or the average age of the guys? Yeah, and not the guys, I wouldn't know. But I mean, and I honestly wouldn't know with the girls. But I mean, a lot of the girls, I mean, it is varies. I mean, the girls is, you know, 18 going up to 30, 40, probably a little bit older than that. I would so imagine. I can still do it. <laughs> I can go. still make it. I mean, I mean, the, the buddy of mine that, that introduced me to the site, he was in his, he was like in middle to late 30s and he would not date any girl unless she was 18 or 19. Oh, wow. Okay. He was in if his mid-30s. she was in her 20s, 21, he didn't want to know. <laughs> oh, She's aged man. Out. <laughs> so he only likes the teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed that way. Yeah. That's oh, upsetting. How old are you? Uh, 45. And what's the age range that you date? I mean, initially when I very first started it, I was really just, I was just running in the wind and I was just going, you know, whatever age, sort of like, just to get myself out there. Mm -hmm. But then I started homing, homing in on it and it would, it would be sort of like late twenties, early thirties. And then, and then I started stretching out a bit and started going into the middle thirties, but I, I didn't really want to go with girls uh, up in their forties mm -hmm. because in, in my mindset, I did actually think to myself, you know what, I could actually meet somebody here and I wanted to meet somebody that was in their thirties. Why do you want to meet someone in their thirties as opposed to forties? Uh, uh, because, Maybe I might want kids. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And so uh, what's your background? Have you been married before? No, no, single, never been married. Been I... in a lot of long-term relationships, but no, um, ne never been married. And what do, you, what do you do for a living? I do marketing. All right, I could use some help with that too. That's true. <laughs> I don't need, I don't know. I mean, I could use your money, but also I could really just use some bartering. You know what I mean? Like you give us some marketing advice. But right. but we're we're about to age out for you anyway, you know. I'm early thirties, so I'm like dead. There's nothing I'm wrong with that. Kidding. I mean I mean I, I wasn't really pinpointing it down that it had to be this specific age. It was really just you know what, a lot of it really came down to the fact that, you know, that there could be I'm sure it's in any walk of life. I mean you could have some of the prettiest girls, but if there was no connection, I really was not interested. I was not hang I was not interested in just hanging out with a hot chick. Mm -hmm. There had to be there had to be something there. Otherwise, I wasn't in. You know, there's only so much fun you can have sitting in a restaurant. You know, sitting there with a pretty girl and there's no conversation going on. Yeah, that'd get pretty boring. I'd probably stab right. myself in the eye with a fork <laughs> just right. to get out of it. You I've know, seen her do it. Yeah, I'd be like, oh god, you're so boring. <laughs> I've had those dates. I've had those dates, and they don't even have any money. You know what I mean? So it's real sad. <laughs> That's a lose lose situation. Uh, so um. Are you on any other sites now or you're like, fuck it, sugardaddy.com, that's the only way to do it? Yeah, you know what, just from the experience that I've had on other sites, it just seemed like a pointless situation of trying to go, you know, go going back to something that wasn't working for me. Right. Totally. Yeah. 
That's why I'm never going back on Tinder. I'm totally going to go back on Tinder next week. (laughs) No, you're not. I have a feeling. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you looking for in a relationship? Uh, I mean, I suppose I'm looking for what everybody else is. You know, I mean, it was there wasn't anything in particular that I really, you know, craved for more than, you know, somebody that was fun and I could just go out and have those, you know, those evening walks on the beach with. If I spoke to them on the phone and then there was a connection there, then I'd go out and then I would just take it from there. You know, I mean, I, I just it, you know, I didn't have to have brown eyes or blonde hair or anything like that. It was just if there was a connection and she was fun, I would go I would go on the date and see where it went, see where it went from there. What is the most extravagant gift that you have gotten for a sugar baby? Uh, well, it's a gift. You, you know what? It wasn't actually so much a gift. I think it was more sort of like actually just cash that I, that I, that I was I was doing. Where, Ooh, where, I'll take some. <laughs> there was a, there was a girl that I was seeing, and this what this girl that I was not in a relationship with, with. There was a girl that I was seeing, and I was paying. I'm sure I must have been paying her rent, but I was paying her quite a lot of money, just not not just to see her, but when I was hanging out with her, I, I was paying her money. And she was a negotiator. That was one that had a 10-step ten step rule. Oh, okay. oh, so what are the 10 steps? Well, I wouldn't go as far as the 10 steps, but there was definitely uh, she was definitely good at negotiating on the phone if she wanted to meet, and she definitely wanted money to meet. And I, I was prepared to do it because she just seemed like fun, and I thought, you know what, I haven't seen somebody for a while. So I was I actually was giving her $1,000 when I saw her. Wow. Okay. That's a good, yeah. I should start doing this. Right. <laughs> I could use some negotiation And, and, and the weirdest thing yeah. was, it, 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 it didn't seem crazy when I was doing it. I think after all said and done, if I think back on it, maybe yeah, it was a little bit silly what I was doing. But at the time, <laughs> you know, I was having a lot of fun with the girl and, it, and I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine with ground rules and gifts and things like that, um, maybe the relationship around sex could get complicated in some of these relationships, but maybe not. So we're just curious, like, do people lay ground rules about the sexual nature of the relationships or is that do you just figure it out naturally? Is it different from relationship to relationship? I mean, what you, you're thinking that if I'm doing something for them, then they should be doing something for me. Well, yeah. Well, we're, we're wondering what. We're what just is wondering it? Like, what. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I suppose in my in my in my head, I, I I am thinking yes. If I'm doing something for you, then I I, I am wanting something in return. It didn't always work out like uh-huh. that. But yes, I suppose being a guy, I was thinking of that because I mean, why would I just want to be going out with a girl and just you know giving her money? Right. So just to, you yeah. know, I mean, it's it's the nature of the beast. Right, right, right. We read uh, an interesting blog post from a sugar baby dating coach who was her whole, it was a whole rant about how sugar babies who don't put out are essentially like degrading the trade, right? It was pretty amusing, but I was saying like, look, this is the obligation that you have. Like this guy doesn't just want to like spend money on you. Yeah, I mean, it's just like me just driving down the road and just throwing money just to a stranger. I mean, it just doesn't <laughs> happen. I, I mean, you're right, you know. It's, it's, it's just not going to happen. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that woman is saying. You don't have to girls. throw it. I have Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, it's just I'm just not going to hand out money. Just yeah. for, um, I mean, it's just, it's. I suppose it's no different than, well, I suppose it is. But, you know, if I met a girl, I wouldn't initially just hand out money or just do something. I had to make sure that there was something there. Obviously, I would, you know, pay for the meal or wherever we were on the first date. But then after that, it would, you know, it would progress before I actually did something. Right. You know, as in like getting my wallet out or doing something. I wouldn't just, you know, hand out. I mean, one girl I I remember um, speaking to, I think she wanted me to buy her a handbag before I met, before I met her. Wow. But, you know, but that never happened. I never met her because, okay. you know, I, I, it's, it's just I'm sure there's people that do it. I, I, I don't know. But I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd have to meet before mm-hmm. buying you things. Mm-hmm. Do the girls ever try to, like the girl that you dated for a year, did she like try to pay later on? Or like, did you always pay for everything? I'm just thinking like in my uh, own relationships, like gentlemen do tend to pay the first few dates. And then after that, I offer to pay. Well, I offered to pay earlier, but that's another story. Maybe I should <laughs> no, stop. She, no, no she, she never offered to pay. But I also think that, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm originally from England. And uh, when I used to go out on dates on there, it, was, it, would, it, would, it would be the norm for me to say, like, I, I'm doing a couple of things. And the girl would, could, I mean, I'd be paying for certain things. And the girl could just say, I'm just going out to the bar. And she could come back with a couple of drinks. And she paid for them. Mm-hmm. Over, what, what I found here is that, that that just never happens. That scenario just <laughs> never happens. And I, and I think that's from not just from that site. I just think in general, it doesn't. I've never met a girl that's gone up and bought drinks or anything like that. Really? I do that. I do that. <laughs> but I don't know I if mean, it's if different I'm, in New York. If I'm dating a guy, uh, after a certain point, like I'll totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's also an interesting trend that I've seen. Like yeah. I think. This is going to open a whole can of worms. But, uh, you know, everyone. OK, so I think that guys on a first date, I will always offer to pay. If the guy takes me up on it, he generally turns out to be an asshole later. That's just a trend I've seen. Like, it's not. But then what, what, why do you make the offer then? Are you making the offer just out of being, you know, just being polite? Well, I make the offer, especially like in the age of Internet dating. Like, for all I know, we've just met and he's having a terrible time. I have no idea. You know what I mean? It's not like we met and he asked me out. We met on the Internet and agreed to meet in person. So I don't even really count a first internet date as a date. I count it as like a meet and greet. And so on the meet and greet, I'll offer to pay. And I mean it, but the ones who take me up on it do turn out to be assholes. There's just a, I don't think the fact that they didn't pay makes them an asshole, but there's a direct correlation. The guy who doesn't pay turns out to be an asshole. Wouldn't you think then that if the guy that says, okay, yeah, please, can you pay this part of the bill? Wouldn't you think to yourself, well, this is over anyway now? No, but maybe this is why I am single and have bad judgment, maybe. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. But if a guy so, doesn't so pay. So what you're saying is you, you, know? would go on a second, you would go on a second date with somebody then yeah. if, if you had paid part of the first date. Yeah, I've been on second dates with, with guys where I've split the bill, but they have always turned out to be an asshole. So now if a guy doesn't pay on the first date, it's a red flag where I'm like, oh, he's probably going to turn out to be an asshole. Not necessarily, but probably. But then if we're dating for a while, I'll always like offer to pay X, Y, Z. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they come to the point where you get into the sort of like this like comfort zone where, yes, where it, um, if you, you wouldn't mind buying them something, you know, going up to the bar and getting a drink, you know, you've gone past that point of first, second, third date, you know, you now sort of like become friends and know each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I've never found that out here. Maybe maybe I, I never even waited for the offer. I just did it. I don't no, that's know. nice. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a Miami thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, just... I, I've got, I, I think it is a Miami thing, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that the person who's making more money should offer to pay more often, whether yeah. it's the guy or the girl. That's happened to me a lot where, or not a lot, but like... You sound like a politician then. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, I'm like debating whether to bring up my ex-boyfriend. He was a very nice guy, but his attitude is basically like, I make so much more money than you. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's nice of you to offer to pay sometimes. And like, sometimes he would let me. But like, he was mm-hmm. like, I just make more money than you. Right. Uh, but, you know, like maybe I could be an aspiring sugar mama. Like, if we become famous celebrities and <laughs> we have lots right. of money, like maybe I'll just start dating dudes half my age and I'll pay for everything. Yeah. But they better put out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that is part of the rule. Yeah. yeah. That's them's the rules. 
Um, so, John, have you fallen in love in any of these relationships from this particular site? Ooh, Jen's getting serious. I only ask the weird, fucked up things. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, I had that long-term relationship where I think that I, um, you know, I did have feelings for the girl, and I was quite sad when it ended. But um, oh, I suppose yeah, you could you could say that. Yeah, I was in love with the girl. I mean, I, I really did like the girl, and I did like being with her. Mm. But. You know, some things just, you know, have an expiry date on it. And I have no regrets now because I moved on pretty quick and went back onto the site. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just curious um, if like the ex- material expectations that some people have in some of these relationships might make it harder to fall in love. Uh, yes, I suppose they could be. If you've all of a sudden, you've, you know, you've got this list of things that this girl is requiring for you to be with her. It could be a very difficult thing for you to mentally get over. Mm-hmm. Really, like you know, you, I suppose you'd be you know second guessing, thinking, "Is she with me because of this?" Um, so, yeah, that could be a difficult one. But uh, but I've I've never really I've never really found that because I've been quite lucky with the girls that I've met. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that the ones that did really want you know, not exorbitant things, but wanted things too early, too quickly. I found that I never really saw them. You know, I might have seen them once or twice again, and that was it. And then I realized it just it, it, that wasn't for me. Um, so I've been quite lucky. So your guy friend that introduced you to the site, is he still on it? No, he met somebody. No, he's now settled down. Uh-huh. And I think he did actually meet, I do think he did actually meet the girl on the site. Oh, wait, are they married? No, they're not married, but I do see, I, I, I see him on Facebook quite a lot. But he's, he's I, I done. He's, yeah, 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 he's done. He's, so, uh, he's found, he's found somebody and, yeah, and he used the site a hell of a lot, that guy, and he was hooking up all the time. <laughs> And that's where he met this girl? Yes. Okay. Sugar Daddy success story. That's right. (laughs) Also, why is it spelled Sugar Daddy with an I-E? Yeah, we were wondering about that. Do you know? We were thinking maybe it's Sugar Daddy A. No. No. Because, like, isn't it it spelled with a Y everywhere? That domain was taken. Could I be a sugar baby? (laughs) Of course you could. Yeah. Have you got your list of things you need? I have a long list of things I need. She's very needy. <laughs> I need a lot of burritos. <laughs> I'm I really sure like you find a lot of guys on burritos. there. They'll find that quite a good. They'll find that quite a good deal. And um, I always want the guacamole in my burrito. Like, don't skip on, <laughs> my, on that guac. You know, I always you want the guac. That, you should write that on your profile and get on there. Yeah, I really should. Are you single? I am single. We're both single. Yep. I think we got to get on the sugar baby train fast because we are about to age We're about out. To age out. We, yeah, we got to do it if we wanted to try it. Well, here's the thing. We can be sugar babies for like another year or two. Then we got to make fuck tons of money and exactly. be sugar mamas. Yeah. But then why would you want to do that? Because then you got to start paying out your money. <laughs> well, if we have so much of it, then who cares? You know what I mean? Okay. All right, that's fair enough. John, if we, if Ali and I wanted to be sugar babies in like the last two years that we can be sugar babies. In our last two years of baby, <laughs> baby dumb, uh, do you have any tips for us? <laughs> what are your tips? My tips, uh, I have no tips for the women. I mean, the less the less they go, they negotiate, the better it is for me. So I'm not going to give out. <laughs> oh, I, I see. All right. <laughs> Should I not wear this sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now on my sugar daddy date? Or is it good? Does this sweatshirt say poverty to you? <laughs> like when you see this sweatshirt, or you're like, I need to buy that girl an outfit. No, there'd be, there'd be nothing wrong if you turned up like that. You look good. I'm totally kidding, but thank you. Thank you, John. I'm going to wear this. This is good because I could go on a sugar daddy date and be comfortable. Have fun. Thank you. And now a real advertisement for an antique hand crank women's vibrating dildo. Site where I get all of my family heirlooms, Craigslist. 
boutique, hand crank, women's vibrating dildo. Amazing condition for being over 70 years old, but still works great, was my great-grandma's and passed down to my grandma and then to my mother. My wife was not interested in it, so I need to sell ASAP. Need money for Christmas. Thank you, Henry J. And we're back. Yes, we are. Antique. Antique dildo. Hand crank. So, like, you cr- I don't have to continuously, like, hand crank it? I don't understand. What, how it works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't get I just it. don't get it either. Well, because we're not talking about a vibrator, right? Yeah. We're talking about a dildo. Yeah. And you got to crank it. Yeah. Well, I'm picturing... I don't know what that means. I have like a hand mixer at home. Oh, so that it's thrusting. You're like cranking it. You exactly. Like, you like turn it and it's like... Next question. Why was his wife not interested? Because <laughs> technology has improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah, but they don't make them like they used to. But, I mean, yeah. It's a class. Just Sounds like a classic. across the board. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> they make them good nowadays. But okay, actually, yeah. I heard that the first vibrator... I'm just oh, throwing out fun facts that may or may not I know this. The, the queen... Right or someone, she had they they bottled up bees. That was the first vibrator. I had not heard that. What did That's you hear? That's not what I was thinking. Um, the vibrators were originally used by doctors as a cure for hysteria because when women were sexually turned on, uh, they thought that they were hysterical, and so they would go to the doctor, and the doctor would like use this device to help them release their hysteria. I don't know if my story makes was sense, exactly like releasing true. anxiety, but I heard that the yeah. first vibrator was like. They bottled up some bees, which makes sense. Well, that sounds like it could go really wrong. Yeah, I mean, if that thing cracks, holy shit. Bees up the hoo-ha. I don't feel like I could really relax enough. Anyway. Yeah, anywho. Dildo, dildo, dildo. My parents cannot ever listen to this podcast. Boom. So that interview. yeah. He was kind of great. We And you know what we we didn't ask him about? Hmm. Splendid Daddies and Salt Daddies. Oh, we forgot which to we ask learned about, about that. from the internet. Okay, so let's define. Splendid Daddy, something. It seems like he's richer than he is, right? Yeah, no, it seems, yeah, it seems like he's a sugar daddy, like but he's not as generous as the real thing. Yeah, and then Salt Daddy is just not, he's not wealthy. He's pretending, right? Yeah, he's pretending, yeah. yeah. We didn't ask about those. Interesting. And the Splendid Daddy causes cancer. Gives That's you cancer true. when you date him. Yeah. Is there a Stevia Daddy? <laughs> what would that be? I don't know. Naturally rich? Oh, yeah, he comes from money. <laughs> he comes from money, yeah. Oh, but then the raw sugar, the sugar cane. I don't know. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> you had mentioned there's something refreshing yeah. in a way about each party knowing what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I, I wonder t- if that's how he's been able to find success on the site, just because people are so clear right. in a way about what they want going into it. I don't, I mean, I, listen, there's some arguments on either side that we all could make they're all very obvious so i won't even go there but Mm -hmm. uh, and this is just me being a woman in her early 30s but i well no i've always felt this way i resent when men won't date someone their own age same with women but it happens more frequently with men yeah like it's one thing to want to date young and i think that's already kind of strange like when i talk to a dude 10 15 years younger and i know you could argue oh like guys mature faster slower or whatever but like Mm -hmm. when you talk to someone that much younger they seem younger they seem like they're in a kind of different place right but anyway regardless if your age range is going to be 25 i think it should still or 18 i think Mm -hmm. it should still reach to your own age right like you're 
age should be the cap. Like it's, I think it's weird for a 30 year old, 45 year old to not date someone, to not have that be a possibility that they won't date someone their own age. Well, and you'd be limiting yourself because I mean, frankly, I'm in his age range. Probably a lot of really great people. Yeah. Yeah. Your so it's not even that. Yeah, yeah. John didn't seem he like he was limiting it uh, on the top end as much as his friend was very much more yes. specific, and that seems a no, little no, more problematic. No, no. But I asked John. His age range was like early twenties to. It was like mid-30s, and I said, why mid-30s? And he said, because I might want kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, otherwise I'm very amused by the whole sugar dating thing, and um, I think I'm going to go bathe in money now. (laughs) I don't know where I'm going to get it from, but I guess I'll sign up on (laughs) sugardaddy.com. Yeah. I think you had a good rap with with John. There might be potential. I know. Yeah, I was feeling like there was a little something happening there. Well, he was okay with my insane jokes about his money, so. Right. It's a good place to start. I feel like my negotiation tactic would just be like, ha-ha! I don't have a car. <laughs> I guess I'll walk on these old games. What do you think? Walking? What? Nah? Can I drive? Ah. Like, I don't know. I would just say all kinds of weird but things. But we said during the interview, like, I think the person who's making more money in the relationship, like, should naturally offer to pay more. So what if you found yourself dating somebody who just happened to be older, who was able to pay for more? Like, what would the feminist in you think about that? Well, uh... I think it's a good question. And again, I did mention that I have an ex who was not my sugar daddy. He was actually younger than I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm an artist. He was a corporate lawyer. And he was like, hey. And I think that's reasonable for the person. If someone makes significantly more money, I think it's reasonable for them to pay. Like, frankly, if we hit it big and become mega celebrities and then I date an actor who's like just starting out or whatever for whatever reason or he's working in nonprofit, mm-hmm. great. Right. Why shouldn't I pay? Like, if I, if I have so much money mm-hmm. that like – this $50 meal like just doesn't phase me like right. why, why shouldn't I pay yeah. I think I should as yeah. a woman yeah um and then in terms of age range I would I would ideally like to date someone around my age you know mm-hmm. but I'm more interested in I, I generally agree I'm more interested in this notion of when you're first dating someone mm-hmm. I have zero experience with that <laughs> uh, Matt in case you don't know listeners is married to his high school sweetheart yes yeah so fucking adorable i just vomited all over this microphone <laughs> which now i have to pay for a new microphone yeah. it's it's actually we, no, we need a sugar no, daddy no, yes no, new microphones no, no, no. this is me talking <laughs> but, through my but vomit but you were talking mm. <laughs> you that's were, disgusting Ellie. <laughs> sorry <laughs> you were talking about going on a date and expectations about the guy paying and well, I was saying I have no expectations about their, them paying, but I have happened to see a correlation uh, between your, that and whether or not they turn out to be nice. What's your Okay, so wait, just to recap. You said if you offer to pay and a guy accepts the offer, he uh, he usually turns out to be a jerk. Yeah, and I'm just what's saying I've seen size? a correlation. What's your sample My sample size? size is large, actually, yeah. interestingly. Statistically and I don't know if it's just, significant? Like I mean, more I, than 20? I would say it's statistically significant. It's really sad to say, but look, I'm in my early 30s. I've been dating for like a decade, you know what I mean? So if this happens a couple times a year, yeah, my sample size is pretty big at okay. this point. So I used to, if a guy, if first date, I would offer to split, he'd say, sure. I used to think literally nothing of it and be like, I'm a feminist, blah, blah, blah. Right. But there was always a correlation. Like, pretty much without fail, the guys who didn't pay for the first date then turned out to be jerks later in I, so other ways. I would feel social and like social pressure to pay, but I would also want to be like, yeah, we should split it because men and women are equal and we yeah. all are. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's also ex- exceptions to my example. I'm actually thinking of, of one guy right now who did allow me to pay who did not turn out to be a jerk. Okay. So there are exceptions as well. Of course. And I went out with him a few times. But, um, yeah, there does seem to be a correlation. So what's the, so what's your, again, I just. 
I don't know anything. What is this dating you kids are keep talking about? <laughs> What's Tinder? <laughs> what is your advice to a guy, to a young guy who wants to be progressive, who wants to be fair, but also wants to treat his date? Right? Chivalrous? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know well, the right answer. A really there. classy that's thing really that some question. dudes do mm-hmm. is they go to the bathroom and they come back and the check's paid. That's some classy fucking shit. Sure. Mm-hmm. Before or I've after. had girlfriends do that too. Just like I went, I, when we were in San Francisco and I was visiting mm-hmm. some friends, one of my best friends just got this baller job and she just like paid for the check. That's just yeah. a nice thing to do. Yeah. But <laughs> this, so you're she saying. She was funny about it though. Yeah. She was like, I'm working on doing this in like a baller way where people don't even know that it happened. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying <laughs> you offer to pay. Uh huh. As the woman. Mm-hmm. And then what does the guy... The, and, and I'm a guy who wants to be... Do the right thing. Yeah. And be gender equitable. I mean, listen, again, like, I've gone out with guys, again, who didn't pay. And I didn't necessarily... Or I didn't judge them for it. I just know now that there tends to be a correlation. So if a guy doesn't pay, there are times actually I've been disappointed when he doesn't pay, not because of the money, but because I'm like, oh shit, this guy might be an asshole. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I'm having struggling to know why there's a connection there. I don't, I don't, know I don't why disbelieve you. I don't I think understand. The, the, that's the, right. I don't, yeah. I don't know why there's a connection. Yeah. But there does seem to be. And I think it goes back to like chivalry. I don't know. It's interesting because people are like, how can you be a feminist and also want chivalry? I actually think that chivalry is right in line with feminism, right? Chivalry is the one thing we got left. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, we got to work harder for everything. As long as I am making 78 cents to the goddamn dollar, why can't you buy me a beer? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think you make a good point. Frankly, so many young girls have been saying like, oh, I'm a feminist. Like, I can pay. And I'm like, but listen, if you're a feminist... And you're still making 78 cents to the dollar. Like, I, I frankly think it makes some sense for guys yeah. to pay. I know I'm going to cause a fucking shitstorm when people listen to this podcast and tell me that I should. I'm going to say something. I'm not going to say that it's so terrible. You know, women get like horrible threats on the Internet. I'm going to get all kinds of terrible yeah. threats. But, uh, but if you're like, if yeah. you're the CEO, you're a woman, you're going out with an artist on a first date. I think I it makes pay. sense for you I to would pay. pay. I totally yeah. agree. hundred um, I mean, percent. But it's the, a first date, so you may not know what the person what does or if you're both artists or like is. what the yeah. income levels are. Yeah, but you can yeah. kind of tell. Like on a first date, you do talk about basic shit, right? So you talk totally. about what your do you job. Do? You know yeah, if they're in a company. You know if they're. You can be, you guys, we all know. You can be a CEO and have no money. Startup CEO has no money and stuff like that. What's so fascinating to me is this social ambiguity for men right now where it's like you want to be... I hear you. You you want to be be woke. We want to be woke, (laughs) but then we're not sure. And and like that's a totally a first world problem. So Mm -hmm. that is not a complaint on behalf of men. But I understand why men are like, women are doing it so they don't want everything. Everything's going to be... Like I I understand. I don't agree with it. But that's where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have to say, I would never be offended if somebody offered to pay or wanted to pay. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I wouldn't be offended by that. And ideally on a first date, it never enters the discussion. Somebody will just naturally pony up and then the next time it's reciprocated. But I think that's a good point, Jen, because you were saying, what if I want to be like a feminist dude and respect what the woman wants. Yeah. I can't imagine a woman being offended over a guy insisting to pay. If a guy's unsure what to do, I would say it's probably the better. Is- totally. The no, no. Would be I, the, like, I, I, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, but it's more about what you posed of like, mm-hmm. you offered to pay. Mm-hmm. And well, what do I do? Well, the check comes, the guy gets out his wallet, I'll get out my wallet too and be like, hey, I'm happy to pay half. And most guys will say, no, don't worry about it. Also, I'm talking about first dates. Like, I'm also not... 
some bitch who's like, I gotta go to a fancy meal for my first date. Like, first date in New York City, I'm having a, a cider. Yeah. Like, you can't get my $8 cider. Yes, people, in New York City, a cider's fucking know, $8. It's tragic. And tip. Make sure to tip. Um, yeah, but um, it's more so gesture, it's a just gesture. Of, did you have yeah. a nice time or not? Do I want to see you again? Yeah. If I want to see somebody and again. And I do think women have the short end of the stick in fucking everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to expect me to fucking take a pill every day for birth control. <laughs> yeah, like, I get fucking harassed on the street. Like, women have the short end of the stick in everything. So you can buy me a goddamn cider. <laughs> I do drink cider, just so you all know, listeners. I know you can't see me. You have no idea what I look like. But um, I'm single, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of cute, and I really like cider. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. God, I, I do, just alienated I know. everyone. <laughs> I have to say, like, <laughs> I, I rarely offer to pay on a first date unless it gets to a point where it feels like it would be necessary to say that. Most girls I know do not even offer. So many of my girlfriends are like, I can't believe you even offer. I know, because I feel like it seems fair to put that out there, but it might complicate things a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. I like it. And I mm-hmm. applaud you for it, mm-hmm. but it also gets oh, okay. Fucked, so fucked actually, I should just stop. You're gonna I, say I should I, just I'm not. Gonna, I don't know. Maybe you should just wait to see what happens. I'm trying to be nice. Like, let the I think I've alienated all listeners, but I'm actually trying to be nice and diplomatic. But it turns out the solution now that we've worked this all out, listeners, women don't offer. <laughs> That's right. That's. Well, just let the check sit on the table for a little bit, see what happens. Awkwardly. Yeah. And like. And then you both run out at the same time and exactly. not Exactly. And then, yeah. And then you're arrested together. That's the solution. Adorable. I feel bad for the waiter. Matt, are you just so thrilled that you're married? Yeah. yeah it sounds terrible. It sounds terrible out there. Good. Good. It is. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that I'm happily married because, yeah. I, like, marriage is also exactly. not a good situation for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, we know a lot of friends getting divorced. Yeah. So. Yeah. Everything is relative. It's not to your about, about getting it. yeah. married. It's about being finding a person that works for you. That's, exactly. That's that's yeah. what it is. That's mm-hmm. why I have Jen. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to email us, which is something we would love, you can email us at. 2G1podcast at gmail.com, not hotmail.com, gmail.com. And uh, tell us if you want to be on the show. Let us know if you have questions. We will respond. Also, Twitter, we're active. We are active bitches on Twitter. I don't know why I'm I just got I'm not active, all. but if you yeah. tweet at me, I will respond. You will you activate. Will. I will respond. You will acclimate. Yeah. You will activate. <laughs> oh, activate. Activate Twitter. <laughs> That's right. My Twitters, my tweets, my twats. Mm-hmm. Ali Gold, A L L I G O L D. Mine's Juneberger, J O O N B U G G E R. Or you can call us on the telephone. That's right. 347 871 6548. That number again. 347 871 That is the phone number. Leave us a voicemail. We might play it on the podcast. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks. into the infinite void of cyberspace. I mean edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is charitably provided by thepodglomerate.com. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider supporting it on Patreon. Even a small contribution of $1 per month helps to offset our production costs, most of which revolve around burritos in between recording sessions. And by golly, Ali simply won't go without the guac. Did you know it costs extra? Because it does! Visit patreon.com slash 2G1P to make a contribution and learn about cool rewards.
words. Like, we could tweet at you and stuff. Nice. Great news! You can listen to new episodes of Two Girls, One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free TuneIn app and fire up Two Two Girls, Girls, One Podcast to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends. (laughs) Your friends are so lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait, what's the catch? There's no catch. TuneIn lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else. Absolutely free. Whoa, dude. The next episode of the show is probably already there. Yo, this is some freaky time traveling shit. I'm gonna listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're gonna say. Technology is weird. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. There are pop hats everywhere.